Welcome to another episode of Do Loss. I'm Levi Bimba, and today we're going to talk about the deadly fruit of human wisdom. So Genesis 1 tells us that man was made in the image of God. So we have qualities, we have passions, we have things that we like, things about us that are things that God likes and that are like God. And for example, one of those is justice. I think that's one of the ultimate things that we as men created by God love because God's throne is established in justice, as the, as the Bible says. So we have a special room in our, in our beings that we, when we see something wrong, we want justice done. Uh, we hear little kids say, well, that's not fair because they got their toys taken away or she shouldn't have more than me. You give one child one and you give another person two, another child two. One of the one that got one is going to say, that's not fair. We're supposed to both get equal. So I think it, within us, God has put that in our hearts that we want justice done. We want to see equal, uh, equal, uh, equal treatment of all of us because we know that we are all human and that we all deserve uh, uh, equal treatment ultimately. And I think instinctively, that's what God wanted us put inside of us in the form of our conscience, knowing that there, are, there is a difference between good and bad. Uh, decisions that we make. You know, people say, oh, well, I made a mistake or I shouldn't have said that. They may not even be Christian, but they know instinctively that they shouldn't probably curse their, their child out or they probably shouldn't shove an old lady down the stairs for no reason. I think those things are instinctively within us. Uh, the problem is that because we live in a fallen world and because we, are, we have a fallen nature, the things that are good about God tend to be corrupted by us within our own human wisdom. And there's a Daily Wire article that came out that talked about that very thing happening at the most uh, sensitive areas of our of our lives, because this is happening now in medical schools. When the issue of justice and equity comes up, people are, are looking for a way to rectify what has been done or what they perceive to be things going on today. And they are not doing it with a biblical mindset. They're doing it with worldly wisdom, man's wisdom. And then we see the result of what takes place. So this article headline says, this can kill people. Doctors, experts, hammer, woke medical school guidance. So the article starts out by saying doctors and medical professionals are warning that new guidance issued by two medical school accrediting bodies could have disastrous effects on the field of medicine. Practicing doctors and medical professors are warning that guidelines and recommendations issued by the American Medical Association and the Association of American Medical Colleges in October would lower healthcare quality by making social justice not merit central in determining success in medicine, according to the Washington Free Beacon. So the aim of these two accrediting schools that make sure that the, the schools that are out there teaching our future doctors and nurses and, and nurses, nurse assistants or whoever all, you know, whoever there are the people that go to medical school. Obviously, I didn't go to medical school. All the people they are learning are now being um, pushed into this new form of, of teaching when it comes to making social justice not merit the determining factor in how well you do in the field of medicine. So the article continues and it says narratives that are, that uncritically center meritocracy and individualism render invisible the very real constraints generated and reinforced by poverty, discrimination, and ultimately exclusion. Yet a rich tradition of work and health equity in related fields, including critical race theory, which we've talked about before, gender studies, disability studies, as well as scholarship from social medicine gives us a foundation for an, alter an alternative narrative one that challenges the status quo, one that moves healthcare towards justice. And all that really is saying that we're going to throw out how smart this doctor is and how well they are bed with their bedside manner, how well they're able to diagnose and treat, how quickly they are, how quickly 
they are able to assess the situation and, and are able to you know help a patient stop bleeding or or help uh, uh, or do surgery on a certain on a certain uh, um, a patient. So the problem that we have here is that there's a lot of there's a lot of changing of the guard when it comes to the standards in medicine. So instead of focusing on the the aptitude and the merit that these doctors and nurses are doing, we're now focusing more on how well or what you know what their background was like. Uh, did they have equal opportunity growing up? Did they have the the chance that this other person did in this medical school? And we're not going to hold the the stand. We're not going to hold the stand that we've set up against them uh, because they came from a different background and a background that we deemed that, that was lesser that had less opportunity. <clears throat> so it continues. It says the AMA and AAMC are co-sponsors of the Liaison Committee on Medical Education, which accredits all medical schools in North America. Now, just let that sink in. These two groups are co-sponsors of a committee that that uh, accredit all the medical schools that we have, not just in the United States, but all of North America. So that's Canada, Mexico, all of them. And it says it continues the AMA and AAMC document titled Advancing Health Equity, a Guide to Language, Narrative and Concepts also downplays how certain illnesses occur more frequently in certain populations. One doctor speaking to the Free Beacon described the guidance as disastrous, while another said this can kill people. So the training that they are pushing forth in this Advancing Health Equity, a Guide to Language, Narrative and Concepts, these two doctors are saying that this is dangerous. This is going to have a, a deleterious effect on the health of our nation, and not just ours, but Canada and Mexico and all other North Americans. Uh, the article continues, some vulnerability isn't about economic or social marginalization. Jeff Singer, a general surgeon in Arizona, told the Free Beacon, a lot of conditions vary based on genetics. So though we are all made in the image of God, we have different genetics. Some people are, are more predisposed to a certain health issue because of their genetic background. But if we're going to start ignoring those things in the name of justice, then we're not going to be able to di rightly diagnose people and treat them well. He continued, Jeff Singer continued, we're talking about matters of life and death here. So this is why we can't ignore ideology, especially as Christians, because the life and death of human beings are, are the end result of these ideologies that are out there. I mean, especially when it comes to medical school, when it comes to doctors training and nurses training, it comes to your own family. At some point, I think all of us are going to come across uh, needing a doctor's help or at least a doctor's input or advice on how to do or how to treat a certain illness. But if we are training our doctors not based on how well they are able to do the job and we're more focusing on how you know where they came from or what background that they had we're gonna get we're gonna just by definition get a lower quality of medicine because we're not focusing on the things that actually matter which is the merit which is them understanding the curricula and the material that they are learning so it continues it says they're trying to superimpose social science onto medical science which is exactly what the uh which is exactly what historical racists have done when it comes to people that uh, that were treating other groups of humans in a in a in an evil way based on their history or based on their genetics, they were using a social science or really. And when it comes to race, they just completely made up science to justify treating them differently because they they because they and their by own their, by their own definition they thought that they were better but it had nothing to do with real actual science. It had nothing to do with any kind of logic. And that's the same thing happening here. And he continues, but as a consumer of healthcare, I'd just like to know that whoever is treating me is qualified because my life is on the line. 
And this goes to the other point. I love my brothers and sisters in Christ. I love being able to spend time with them and, and, and get to know them. But I'm not going to have, if I have to go for brain surgery, I'm not going to get my best friend, Jeremy, to do it. He's a nurse, but he doesn't know brain surgery as far as I know. He's married to a surgeon, but he himself doesn't know how to do brain surgery. I'm going to go to a brain surgeon that knows what he's doing and has the training and, and is able to do well and has a high success rate of brain surgeries. So I can't, I, I don't want to go to somebody uh, just because of where they come from or what they know, even if they are a Christian. I want to go to somebody who knows what they're doing. So if this doctor is an atheist or a Buddhist or a Muslim, whatever they may be, they're not a Christian. I'd rather know that they know how to do the job versus uh, just that they believe the same things that I do because it's about life and death here. So it continues, doctors expressed alarm over what the guidance may do to the quality of medical school students and applicants for residencies if characteristics like race and economic background become important credentials like experience and test scores. One doctor said, I have certainly seen residents' intellectual capability dropping over time. Or this was a professor that said that. Residents are just not as capable of caring for patients as they were 20 years ago. An Ivy League medical school professor said that he has noticed education standards lowering over time as administrators attempt to keep students with certain backgrounds from failing out of med school. In order to get them through, the standards for everyone have been lowered. And again, this is not what you want. When if two children, you have 10 children in a class and two of them can't read, you don't automatically lower the standard for everybody else for those two kids. What you do is try, you spend extra time trying to train these two kids to get them to learn how to read you know, do whatever they can, talk to their parents, spend extra time with them, bring in a reading specialist, help them do, help them to get to the, to raise their level of reading so that they can match everybody else. You don't lower their standard for everybody else because that entail leads to a, just a, a lower, uh, a lower IQ population, a population that doesn't know how to read and won't be able to function in the real world. But again, if the real world is going to be affected by these children, then it's just going to be a world that is full of people that are ignorant and don't know what to do. And that's what we're seeing today when you have the lowering of standards and you have people that are being taught all kinds of things that are that are, are away from reading and math and arithmetic. These things, these basic knowledge things that are important to allow children and to become functioning adults. Then we're going to have a, a society that is full of death and destruction and chaos. And I think we are seeing that today. And so this is why we need to go to the word of God to find out what we need to do, how we ought to live. Because God is the one who created this place. He knows exactly how it, how it ought to operate because he is he's omniscient. He knows it all. And so I just want to point to two passages of scripture that talk about how we ought to treat one another when it comes to partial, partiality or impartiality. You know, treating somebody differently than another person. And so <clears throat> and the first one is in the Old Testament. The second one is in the, is in the New Testament. The first one in the Old Testament is in Leviticus 19.15. God says, you shall do no unrighteousness in judgment. And then he defines what the unrighteousness is. He says, thou shalt not respect the person of the poor, nor honor the person of the mighty. But in righteousness shalt thou judge thy neighbor. So you're, you are not supposed to look at somebody's income. Uh, you're not supposed to look at how, how honorable they are, how wealthy, how smart. When it comes to judgment, all you do is look at the facts of the case and find out who did who did who did wrong and who did right, and then you condemn the person who did wrong, and then you justify the person that did right. That's how you. That's how you do uh, judgment. And I, I think that's how you do. And this applies to medical school. You don't judge somebody based on where they came from. You judge them on did they pass the exam properly? Did they did they do the work? You don't lower the standard. You don't change justice to fit a certain narrative that you're trying to push. 
And the second passage of scripture that I want to talk about real quickly is in James 2, verses 1 through 4. And James says, My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. So he's saying, if you, you can't, don't be a Christian and be somebody who is partial. You don't, you treat people differently based on who they are, what they look like, how much money they have. That's not the faith that you should have as a Christian. And he continues to give an example. He says, for if there come unto your assembly, a man with a gold ring and goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing and say unto him, sit thou here in a good place and say to the poor, stand thou there or sit here under my footstool. Are ye not then partial in yourselves and are become judges of evil thoughts? So James is condemning people who are treating people with a with a mindset of, well, this person is poor, this person is rich, so we need, therefore we need to treat this person better because they're poor or worse because they're rich or vice versa. That is condemned in the scriptures. That's an evil, that's an evil way of thinking, as James says. And that's not what God has ordained for us to do. So when you see the world going this way, you just have to remember that they are not operating with uh, with divine wisdom, which which comes from above. The, the revelation of God in the scriptures comes from above. But because the world has rejected this revelation, they're going with their own their own ideas, their own wisdom. We're going to start to see the effects of that in our medical system, where we're going to have doctors who really don't know what to do or how to treat patients as well as they used to, because the standards have been lowered. Because we were trying to uh, bring some form of justice to the world by lowering the standards in medical school. And that's exactly the opposite of what justice is. You don't lower the standard of justice. You don't lower the standards that are out there to uh, to pr provide reward for the merit that people have earned. You you keep them, you keep the levels same and basic and, and, uh, and, and equal across for all people, no matter where they come from, what they're doing. Because if you don't, then you're going to have a world where it's corrupted and, and standards are thrown out the window and chaos ensues and people, literally in this case, when it comes to the medical school, medical system, people will die. And so we have to remember that the, the laws that God has set in place, that true justice uh, depends on impartiality. Uh, and we'll talk more about that in later episodes. But thank you for listening today on Do Loss, and I will see you on the next one.